all of us as business people, we need to adapt to changing uh, currents. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I think that the currents that we need to stick with are value and in-person interaction. Welcome to BizBuild Podcast, presented to you by the good folks here at Diamondback Tool Company. I'm the host of the show, Damani, head of sales and media for Diamondback Tool Belts. Follow me at Diamondback underscore Damani, that's D-A-M-A-N-I on Instagram. I'm here, as I will be on every episode, with Connor Crook, CEO of Diamondback Tool Belts. Follow him on Instagram at diamondback.toolbelts. The purpose of BizBuild is to provide listeners an inside track on what it takes to build a business. It is our hope that you can learn from our successes and pitfalls and siphon knowledge from our various expertise so that you can get an edge in the business of building something great. Are you buying on price or are you buying on value? And it's two very different things. Do Americans in general care about quality like that? Well, that's the real question, and and I've had that conversation. Um, Obviously, we have that conversation internally all the time is, you know, we get a lot of comments that are, your product is so expensive, your product costs too much, and then we have to explain why it costs what it does. It's that we use better materials. We use American labor. We are building a value. Think about we have so I'm going to make that an FAQ question on our new website. <laughs> Why have, does Diamondback cost an arm and a leg? I'm glad you asked. Dot, be, dot, dot. Because <laughs> we talk to customers who say, I, and, and, you know, these are in some ways it's quantifiable days that I'm not going to the chiropractor. I'm not spending money on that. Or then it's just the quality of life of how many people have sent us messages that say, I came home from work and I had to lie on the floor while my wife took my boots off, mm-hmm. and now I don't have that. I had a guy come up to me when I was in Boston the other week and said, "Shout out Boston!" I was actually at Burns Tool in Fall River, Mass. Shout out Balls, Balls River, Mass. <laughs> Shout out Burns Tool in Falls River. <laughs> guy comes up to me and he says, "Hey, I just wanted to s- just stop in because I knew you were here and tell you." I've got a herniated disc, and I used to wear a leather tool belt, and it was unbearable. I got one of your belts, and all of a sudden, it was life-changing. And then I switched to your vest, and now I'm almost pain-free. And I'm like... Like tearing up. It's, it's like all warm holy and fuzzy. crap, man. This is this is why we're doing what we're doing. Can I but, hug you, man? You know, the point is you, you're asking about value of the product. The value of the product is is not just the 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 Cost. I mean, you can look at it in many different ways. You can look at, okay, I'm paying $400 for a tool belt, but it's going to last me 10 years, and therefore I'm not going to be replacing it. You know, the replacement mm-hmm. cost. Then there's the, you know, the 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 value in just feeling better, being able to come home at the end of the day and play with your kids. So when you look at the value proposition, we feel that the Diamondback is a very good value for what we offer. It's almost like eating healthy. It's almost like eating healthy. Yeah, eating healthy is like, you know, yeah, it might be a little bit more expensive per meal, but 25 years down the road when you're you're not laid up with the gout or you can't pick up your grandkids. And you got or, the sugar. And yeah, you got the sugar. You know what I mean? Like All these other things or you're spending <clears throat> a lot of time in the hospital and your hospital bills are piling up because of the diabetes or whatever, the high cholesterol, whatever. Um, do you pay the money now or do you pay the money later? And that's right. what you're sort of asking yourself. So- 
in in how this relates to our, our customer, obviously our customer relates in the sense that we would like them to buy Diamondback products and also eat healthy and eat healthy. We'll have a whole big one on that, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make a whole lot of people angry when I tell them not to drink soft drinks because my wife is an endocrinologist, and all I hear about is diabetes. That means she studies your <clears throat> pee and the processes. <laughs> So, <laughs> maybe we'll bring her in to explain a little about it. Um, it, it yeah, I had this conversation with uh, Johnny Hurahan. He's uh, on the Modern Craftsman podcast. Vintage Builders is his company, and he and I have discussed this a few times: is how to convince the person, the 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 homeowner, the value of good workmanship. Mm. You know, you ride around neighborhoods in, in that in developments and generally what you're going to see is you know homes starting at the x hundreds whatever it is yeah. uh, depending on where you are and how giant the houses are mm-hmm. and you see these silly things like okay we're going to put a brick facade on the house and then we're going to put vinyl siding around the other three so hey it's a quote unquote brick house you see all of these sort of shortcuts that people do mm-hmm. i walked into a development once and i swear if a woman walked in there with high heel shoes she would have gone straight through the floor covering <laughs> it was like <laughs> onion paper it was so wow. thin in the kitchen and the what Americans have been sold on is, well, as long as you have four bedrooms, a granite countertop, a stainless steel refrigerator, and a two-car garage, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that your house— that And you, a back deck. And a back deck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the back deck has to be on a flat piece of land because the stairs going down can't have a turn in them because that actually requires skill. <laughs> yeah. I actually had that conversation with, with a contractor long ago. He's like, yeah, the reason, you know, they don't have the decks on those hill, on the houses with the hills going in the back mm-hmm. is because anybody can make a staircase that goes straight. Right. Once you actually have to put a landing in it, and then it gets hard. Right. But, you know, and, my, and then there's the whole idea of, you know, I'm sitting on the toilet and I run out of toilet paper. Well, the good news is my $800,000 house is so close that I can holler, hey, D, how about hand me another roll because you might be because we can like reach out and touch each other from my toilet to yours (laughs) because they're so close (laughs) and as long as we got that yeah and we got a great big SUV yeah and we got a 56 inch flat screen TV that's going to last us about a year until next Christmas we have to buy another one Mm -hmm. we're happy yeah, because you got the 1080p this year before K came out next year. That's right. And and that is what we have been trained to do. Just mm-hmm. buy it now. Don't worry about it. Buy another one next year because we'll have something better next year anyway. So buy planned obsolescence. This thing's going to fail. We're going to get it known. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, as long as it looks kind of shiny on the outside, it's all good. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're trained that. We've been that way for a generation. How do you, as a as a contractor now or as a tradesperson, go in and explain to the end user, the buyer, no, 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 that's not what you want. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm selling you. I'm selling you building science. Yeah, you, this house is inexpensive, but do you have any idea what the long-term energy bills are going to be in this house? You've got your windows are crap. Your mm-hmm. AC is undersized. You when should, the wind blows, you can hear it through the whole house. Right. You should have a better building envelope that's going to save you money down the long term. But mm-hmm. hey, why do I care about down the long term? I'm just getting a cheap house now. I'm look at look or an at all this house look at cheap. all this space I'm getting. Uh-huh. You know, or a cheap house for expensive. 
Exactly. So mm-hmm. it comes down to just like we do at Diamondback, just like the, the high-end builder has to do is to explain to the customer the value of what they're getting. It's not about price. It's about value. Mm. And as a result of this phenomenon that we see in the United States, we, we see the middle-class neighborhood shrinking and the upper class neighborhoods growing and the lower class neighborhoods growing. Like if I drive down, my, my, my sister and my uncle live in Waldorf, Maryland, um, which I call Black Wall Street on the East Coast because it's like you've never been anywhere in America where there's so many rich black people. <laughs> it's like insane, right? But if you drive- I that was Zamunda. Zamunda, right? <laughs> uh, but in Black Wall Street or Waldorf, Maryland, if you drive through that, city, you see developments where the houses start at $280,000, or or you see the projects. Right. That's it. And there's no in-between. It's a a housing issue that is around the United States with— you know the the Bay is famous for it, San Francisco Bay Area of the the starter home. It it it's not there. Mm-hmm. And, and that and you know that's partially you know then when it comes to if I'm a builder, well I can get I can do multifamily housing. I can understand how I make money on that. I can do a little huge house. I can understand how I make money on that. Where am I going to make money on this hundred dollar house? $100,000 house? The $100,000 yeah, house. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing. So, you know, extrapolate back where we were before about tools. Mm-hmm. If I'm selling a Felder table saw with the sliding table and all this stuff, jazz for five ten thousand dollars $10,000, I say I'll make money on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. If I'm— Because even a small percentage of a lot of money is a lot of money. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or that small percentage of a whole bunch of things like at Walmart. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, you can go and buy the whatever house brand, whatever it is mm-hmm. for almost nothing— but, but one penny times a million is a is million. A yeah. Right. Yeah. In the middle mm-hmm. is the trick, though. So, you know, how how do companies, how does the store in the middle make money selling the yellow, the red, the blue, when the yellow, the red, and the blue, they're all competing against each other. And they're, you know, this is one thing you see the contractor grade model of all of those things it's mm-hmm. in the home in the home store. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now that's consumer grade. Right. They've actually you know if you look at the models and look at all the specs it's like mm-hmm. oh instead of a 13 amp motor this one's got a 15 amp or you know by vice versa 50 is a 13 is at a 15. Oh, mm-hmm. oh they've the battery that I'm getting is not quite as good or there's always some little mm-hmm. twist that product is not the product you get at the high-end store, even if it looks identical. And I got to thank you for teaching me that because I went to my local Lowe's and bought an Impact. At, let me back up. And for those of you who haven't watched or listened to the podcast before, let me reiterate, I can't build a damn thing. <laughs> but I try. So back in the day when I was doing home improvements, I would just go, Lowe's is actually across the street from my house, and I, you know, I bought an Impact. And I remember thinking to myself, Man, I have a new respect for carpenters and contractors because I'm really trying to drive this screw into the wall and it's hard with this impact. Like it's not this sucks. Like I stripped I don't know how many screws doing this thing. And then I met Connor and Connor handed me a real impact and I, I borrowed it to do some work at the house and I was like, "Whoa!" Like this is the experience I can have? I might want to do this more often. It was incredible. And I do do it more often now. 
So I like to uh, amend that statement. I started here not being able to build diddly squat. Now I can build like one thing. Bookshelf. A book, <laughs> got a bookshelf down. I can I can attach a piece of drywall. <laughs> You're tuned in to the Biz Build Podcast. I'm Damani. And I'm Connor Crook. <laughs> to a stud. How you like me now? I'm on the come up. <laughs> Anyways, the point being is that, that that thing at Lowe's is not the grade or the quality that, I mean, there's other grades or qualities that are out there that are better right. and more efficient. Wow. So we want to buy, we want to teach the consumer that they want to buy the better thing that has more long-term value for them. We're trying, we're actively doing that now, but on our podcast, like, hey, hey, you, dude, don't, you know, don't go get the cheapo stuff. But there's this, there's still a conundrum here is because we're still in a war with essentially the big dogs who have an incredible amount of marketing, capital, um, exposure, who are going to continue to tell people, you know what, buy this cheaper thing from us, it might be made somewhere else, but that's fine. It's going to last you at least six months. At, at least six months. We have planned obsolescence, even in our phones, you know, like if you've upgraded it three times and it doesn't work anymore. Um, what is our chances of surviving this? Well, the, the you, you've got to focus on a couple of things that, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about or a lot about value mm-hmm. and and. And the educate educating the consumer, whoever your consumer is, you know, if you're a builder, your consumer might be um, the homeowner or the or the the property owner. If you are a subcontractor, your consumer may be the general contractor. Um, for us, the consumer is the 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 con- the tradespeople. Um, that's one key. The other key thing that we all uh, have to think about is, you know, that's that's the price issue. But tied into that price issue is the outsourcing issue. How do you compete with, in the circling back to where we started with retail? How do you compete with? Uh, a, an online store. How do you compete with uh, a Chinese manufacturer? A lot of it comes down to that in-store experience. And, and you were it, and you were saying something too about the providing a, ser- a a face-to-face service. Right. And yeah. And so when I say in-store experience, mm-hmm. let's make that a bigger concept. Okay. It doesn't have to be a store. Mm-hmm. Let's call it an in-person experience. I like that. Because that carries you back to um, a lot of folks are saying, well, you know, the it's this there's this uh, sort of a struggle uh, which I don't think is a good thing, but there is a something, some tension between blue collar and white collar in a lot of senses. People say, you know, it's a waste of money to go to college. I, I can be a tradesperson or um, vice versa, mm-hmm. valuing trades versus white collar jobs. Th- where we get caught up in that dichotomy is is we're looking, we're putting things in the wrong categories. Mm-hmm. The the category I think is most important and and for 
our country as well as for our, our, our consumer here is the in-person category. Mm. I was a trial lawyer for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I always thought of myself as being, you know, trial lawyer is the equivalent of a plumber. Something's going wrong and it's got to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Well, if a toilet is clogged in New York, mm-hmm. you can't have a guy in Bangladesh unclog that toilet. Nah, man. You can't call customer service in Bangladesh and be like, yo, can you come grout my toilet? Exactly. Uh-huh. Similarly speaking, if you have a traffic ticket in Madison County, Virginia, you can't find a lawyer in South Africa who will mm-hmm. show up in court and present your case to the judge. <laughs> right. So it's that in-person thing because well, a lot of what we've seen is both in the blue collar and the trades as well as in the white collar, there are ways that our jobs are getting outsourced to lower labor uh countries, mm-hmm. you know, in the law, Commonwealth countries, those sort of in the English tradition, whether it be India, England, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. Israel. Their laws are pretty similar to ours. So mm-hmm. if you've got a lawyer in those countries, they can figure out how to do most American stuff mm-hmm. that's like writing contracts. Yeah. So you can go online and find a contract lawyer anywhere in the country. Right. I mean, in the world, basically. Yeah. So I need this contract, dude. Okay. But going to court is a different thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just like with the trades, you know, if if you're a tradesperson, the most valuable thing about you <laughs> and the, what protects your job mm-hmm. is that you got to be there in person. <laughs> yeah. It can't be outsourced in that, you know, there are a lot of things that can be outsourced. You know, we're looking today, what's their modular housing? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we reach a time in 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 the future where, we use it's outsourced like, because all the pieces come prefab. Yeah, things like the the yeah. SIP system. Things uh, there are all these sort of modular type things where, and they're popular in other parts of the world. House just comes and gets assembled on site. Right, and we even see that in the U.S. in some in some subdivisions, you'll see wall units already put together. You know, the studs, the plates, the sheeting, everything, and basically they build the houses like Legos. Mm-hmm. So that then changes the dynamic of. Outsourcing, insourcing. Most of that work's being done in the United States and shipped to different parts of the United States. If you work in, you know, Mon- if you're in a cold climate, it's kind of mm-hmm. nice to have the house built inside <laughs> and then you just assemble it outside, outside. in the summertime. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shout out to North Dakota. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, a lot of how we look at protecting our jobs in, in the high end industries is partially where, the, you know, it's you have to be able to sell value mm-hmm. and you need to find your position to be something that is requires in person. Mm-hmm. If you're a retail store, mm-hmm. you want to succeed selling high-end tools or selling tools, you need to be selling the best stuff and you need to have it such that the in-person experience is there for the education portion as well as doing the work. Mm, I see. I see. And a lot of this and a lot of what we're talking about too um obviously from a retail perspective, you want to provide the service that attracts people to, to your company, uh, to your business, or whatever it is that you're doing. But there's a certain onus now we also have to put on the consumer. I feel, the, I feel that the consumer also has to consciously make a decision as well about what it is that they want, what they're willing to support, and what personal sacrifices they're willing to make now for the future of the, their better future and also the future of the general economy in the United States. You know, that's a tricky one because you have to – there is a superficial degree of sacrifice. Of, yeah, I'm going to pay more for this. Mm-hmm. 
And it, it is hard to justify paying more for something if it's apples to apples. Yeah. It's not hard to justify paying more for something when it's a gold, when it's an apple to a golden apple, you yeah. know? So, mm-hmm. you know, when you're- Not like a golden delicious apple. Not like, like a golden an delicious. An actual golden apple. I like an actual okay. golden apple. Right. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the golden delicious. They're okay. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Oh, you know, golden. Oh, no, there's those yellow ones. Yeah, They're yeah, all like soft and mealy. No, I don't oh, rock with golden delicious no, at all. No, man. Granny Smith's, I was thinking, those are good. They're tart. They're good. The best apple in the world is, what is it called? The, oh, I'm going to think of it in a second. The Mac. No, 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 no. I'm going to think of it in a second. It's the only kind that my wife ever, uh, ever buys. Honeycrisp. That's right. The Honeycrisp. Those crisp. are good. Those That's are the good. best apple in the world. <laughs> We have to think about <laughs> in terms whether or not there is a sacrifice. Making sacrifices, you know, it's like, well, why would I make a sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a sacrifice if you're paying more and getting something better. Right. Okay. And what you have to, again, this goes back to value. Don't just look at it as what I'm paying today. There's this old adage about a, an economist walking around in a beat up pair of shoes. And, mm-hmm. and guy says, how much do you pay for those shoes? And he's like, I don't know yet. <laughs> I'll tell you when I wear them out. That's awesome. Because I don't know the value of my shoes mm-hmm. until they are no more. And then I can look back and I can say, well, those uh, shoes left. for six years. So six, you know, divided into however much I paid for them, that's how much they cost. That's how much they cost. Right. Not how much I paid for them in the store. Mm-hmm. You, you brought up the apples to apples thing. I, I had a conversation. My, my wife is from Michigan and, you know. Detroit was the automobile capital of the world for a very, very, very long time. And the people in that region, for the most part, are diehard American car. Like, I was driving a Volvo when I was dating her. And it was an actual serious concern that when we first drove up to go meet her family, that I was we were going to pull up in a Volvo. Like, it was a, it was a concern. Well, good thing is Ford bought Volvo, so now it's okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> She was like, hey, you might have to explain this to my dad, you know. Um, and so we ended up having a conversation because she was raised in this. You buy these, you buy Mary, you buy GM, you buy Ford, blah, blah, blah. You don't touch a, a foreign car. And at the time, and I didn't, I'm much more educated on this now and then even enough to have this conversation. But at the time, I was saying, yeah, but to a certain extent, American car companies put themselves in a bad position Um because there was the foreign car and the American car, and it was an apples to apples comparison. They were in some, and oftentimes in in many cases, the foreign car was a better car that they could buy for the same price or cheaper. Right, and that the American cars hadn't changed their business model or their way of thinking about because they had survived on for so long. Well, Americans are going to buy an American car. Right, they did not adapt. And as a result, the car industry tanked as more and more people started buying these foreign cars. And now they've become more creative. They've changed their business market, their business model. And and that's what we're talking about with retail, Mm -hmm. is if retail stores want to stay in business, we need to have a reason to go to the retail store. The retail store owes it to its customers. We, as its customers, owe it to the store that if you're going to stock good stuff and you're going to give me good service, I'm going to come and and be a patron of your store because I want you to be there. Right. And so... So if you're just sitting, if you're a retailer and you're just sitting back saying, I'm just here, I've sold the same thing that I've always sold for the last 25 years... 
you're probably not going to be in business much longer. Right. But if you adapt, Mm -hmm. we as all of us as business people, we need to adapt to changing uh, currents. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, I think that the currents that we need to stick with are value and in-person interaction, which in itself is a value. And that's how we, you know, if we, if we build our our economy based on price, we, we lose. Right. We will never win that. Well, we'll, we might win the race to the bottom. We could, but do we want to win that? But do we want to? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not me. So decide what race you want to run, essentially. Do you want to race to the bottom or race to the middle? Or maybe you're the type of person that wants to race to the top. Season season two, episode one. I like this conversation. Getting deep. We're getting deep, man. The death of retail. Why? What? How is going on in this country? And how does it affect you as a person in the trades, a person owning your own business or wanting to start your own business? You've been listening to the Biz Build Podcast. Please make sure you check us out on Apple. We, we will be on Stitcher as well, Spotify. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We like the five-star reviews. We don't like the one-star reviews. And if you can, so find it in your in the goodness of your heart to leave us a written review on the Apple Podcast site. We would love to shout you out and read your review here on the show. Stay tuned for the rest of season two, which we, we will be releasing weekly every Monday. And we plan on having a ton of guests come on the show to really, you know, give us real facts instead of just you guys don't have to listen to us wax poetically uh, for the, for an hour. Um, I am the Chief Style Officer of Diamondback Tool Belts, Diamondback Damani. You can find me at Instagram on Diamondback underscore Damani, and I'm here with one C. Connor Crook, Ba-dang. President of Diamondback Tool Belts. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate your support. Uh, We had a great season one, and we're looking forward to uh, equally as successful or even better success, even more successful season two. Be good to yourself. If not, be good to somebody. Take care. You've just been listening to the Biz Build Podcast. I'm your host, Damani. Follow me on Instagram at Diamondback underscore Damani. That's D-A-M-A-N-I. Or follow Connor on Instagram at diamondback.toolbelts. You can also find more about Diamondback by visiting our YouTube page or Facebook page. Hope you enjoyed what you heard here today, and we look forward to you joining us again on our next episodes. Take care. Don't forget to like and subscribe.